0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. This week is part two of the, what do we call it, hiring process, hiring 101, hiring, we'll call this hiring 201. Um, last week we covered pretty much everything you need to do to understand what you want, what the expectations of your coaches, some of the the risks and opportunities that are presented before you're going to be hiring a coach and how to go about that process. Now, today's episode, we're going to talk about what to do after the fact to make sure that you have uh, giving good people the best chance to succeed within your business. So before we get started, make sure you go to gymownersrevolution.com or go to the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. That is link is in our description. Uh, follow at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Tyler F. and Stone. That's Tyler EFF, Stone and John. You can follow me on Instagram at jbanksfl.
1: All right, guys. So where do we want to start, John? So, whether, so what I wanted to do really was we, we talked about how whether you're going to hire a coach or a staff or a personal trainer. And I really want to talk about personal training specifically because you have kind of three different possible people that you would hire as a gym owner to come into your world. And we have, we have been these people. We've been full-time, we've been part-time, and we've been a contractor, or gun for hire. Now, I want to first kind of go over, like, so these different styles of people is who you should be looking for when it comes to hiring personal trainers. And I think a personal trainer is important for any gym owner business where either you need to be scaling it up or you need to be bringing these guns for hires in if you don't have people that are ready to make that jump because it is hands down tip of the spear, the most lucrative thing that you can do in your business, but also for your people. Because Tyler, we're hearing a lot from the gym owners that we're working with and talking with of the struggle they're experiencing of keeping good people because of the whole hourly wage and you just can't pay people enough Yeah, to be a professional. To be, be a professional
0: requires upside. Right. right? There's a reason people take on the burden of education and experience and paying dues and working for less money than maybe they should in the beginning. And that's because there's upside. I'm not going to take half a million dollars in student loan debt to become a doctor. If it's going to pay me $15,000 a year, it's just the math doesn't fucking work. Yeah. So in order to provide people with an opportunity, you need, there needs to be some sort of upside. And I think it's really tough we see a lot of places that try to do like a fixed hourly rate for just across the board. And I think that's very, it's fine if there's going to be some just in gym tasks, but I like the kind of gun for hire Mm -hmm. contractor version because it allows them to equip themselves with a career.
1: This is your,
0: this is your version of almost giving them the education and an internship. That's it's paid. It's not, it's not all paying dues. um, But it does put the risk of, Getting out there and getting work and all of the of the acquisition side of business, it puts that on them a little bit. It puts that responsibility on them. But I think for coaches, as a person who's coached before, like still coaches every day, like it is something that had I not learned that, had I been dependent on someone else to just get me work, don't get me wrong. If you're bringing in a gun for hire, it is in your best interest also to refer people to them and help them get work. But Absolutely. if that's the only pathway that they're getting clients, um, you have somebody who's a, just another dependent <laughs> on your business and and equipping yourself with professionals. The biggest thing that happens in the long run is your business's reputation is huge. This is this isn't a one or two year thing. And I know there's short term stuff that you need to cover here, but five years five years in of having people who are empowered professionals who have essentially their own brand, their own coaching philosophy, their own way that they manage relationships. Those people, if you have a handful of those people within your business, coaching clients, delivering results for half a decade, your business now sits as like, like that is the spot because you're they're delivering experiences that people will not stop talking. about.
1: And it is the same rule that we know of like how long, uh, how much gains you make when you train ultimately just comes down to how long can you stay injury-free? Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it ends up, there is that fine line of exponential growth. And so you can see that with people that you hire and people that you staff as well, is that it's a grind the same way, <clears throat> the same way you're sore as fuck when you first start a new program. You're like, this is a bad idea. I shouldn't yeah. be doing any of this. I hate it. And then you kind of hit a certain point in the training where you're like, Oh, I'm making like massive gains. If you stay consistent, it works exactly for these people as well. Yeah. The the benefits. So I wanted to talk about like the benefits first of like part-time full-time or a gun for hire before we kind of go into, because I really want to dive into once you hire one of these people, what is it that you're going to do next? But kind of understanding conceptually of like, what are the benefits of it? So if you have a part-time person that comes in, so this is not gun for hire. You now have them as a part-time personal trainer. One of the first benefits that is big is, is the flexibility of schedule. So that you have the ability, no matter what your peak hour times are, times that you need to have someone come in to either get you as the gym owner off the floor or help pick up extra hours is you can get a part-time person in just for that block of time.
0: And that match, that match, that availability match needs to be assessed in the beginning. That's Mm -hmm. a, that's a prior need. Like we talked about last week that if, if you need the hours of two to five taken care of so that you as that they can handle PTCU as a business owner can do your stuff. Know that if they're covering that need one, they're not going to eat full time, right? Right. They're not going to eat off this wage full time, but you need to set that expectation in the beginning, but then you're covered. And I do think that that is one of the big, nice values in getting part-time people. And truthfully, in this capacity, this is where I think it's acceptable really to promote from within because it's a it's a low level of investment. You can slide people over with familiarity. I don't think that that's a terrible, that's the place where finding someone who is already a member is kind of okay because you, I don't know, I don't want to invest Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to find some, to, to get someone certified and to get them onboarded and all this downtime and all this low profitable time to get somebody in who's going to cover three hours a day, three days a week.
1: And oftentimes they can be some of your best coaches because mm-hmm. it works for them. They can be your best trainers, be your best people. We were working with the gym owner for, for a while that it was, he had a bunch of part-time staff. And it's like, well, is there any desire to move? And it's like, no, like it's, they love, it works for yeah. what they do. Like it's, he has a regular day job that pays for it. Like this is like, this is what he just loves to do. Yeah, There's and no I, desire.
0: And that's a, it's a way to take somebody's passion. And this is the thing. I was talking to a guy the other day who has like a cybersecurity job in a business that works yeah. really well, but he's got a secondary gym, a gym that he, because he loves it. He's played train and he's building. I'm like, so how do we, I do what I do right? And I'm like, okay, how do we do this? How do we get staff? How do we go to here? He's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. And it drives me crazy. Um, yeah. But for these, this coach, this, this business we're talking about right now um, that we used to work with, the thing was, is a couple of these coaches that were part-time coaches really were aces because it truly was their path. They had a real passion for fitness and a real passion for helping people. And they don't want to have to build all that other structure themselves. They don't want to have to carry the marketing for themselves and worry about branding themselves and making a lot of content. It's like, man, but if you could get me three people to work with a few days a week, man, that'd be, that'd be eight, 10 hours that I would love. And I'd really love to help those people. And they can be really, really specific and choosy and who they select. But this, these were the best, in my opinion, those two, those were the most passionate, compassionate, empathetic, best coaches that they had on their staff and so far superior in my opinion in delivering value to the customer on an hour to hour session to session basis than the full-time coaches they had
1: and surprise Which surprise not always the case just so no
0: well. that that is true you can build this with those criteria if you know that that's a that's an archetype that exists seek that don't seek a fitnesser who just wants to fitness a little more
1: and that is the benefit of these people being, and this is why we're, we're staying in the pocket of personal trainers is if you hired this part-time personal trainer, it is, they're being paid. So even if it is only a handful of hours, it's a high return, it's a yeah. high value for them to be able to bring that passion. And it kind of takes us into like the next benefit, which is it immediately gives you the ability to infuse some overall like diversity into the gym, as far as what, options you're providing for people to fitness different flavors of fitnessing. So we oftentimes will see like a part-timer to where I have been a part-time personal trainer before, where it was, we're going to do big person shit. Everything else that happens here is just not that, but it gave the gym an immediate benefit of like, Oh, we can now do big people things for this block of time. And I can service that need for people that I already have that are members in my spot. And we see this happen time and time again, yeah. whether it is.
0: One of our best examples is torque, strength and conditioning. And yeah, uh, in Minnesota Minnesota, Woodbury, St. Paul, they, you know, Tyler's done a great job over the years of just, he finds people who like the thing that they do. And he goes, okay, well you like coaching kettlebell stuff. Great. He runs a kettlebell program that's just specific as one coach that runs kettlebell stuff. And you can do that with private personal training. You can do it with people that are specialized in strongman. You can have somebody who's just there waiting in the wings, who doesn't really need the work. But when someone comes in and says, hey, man, I'd like to do this type of stuff. or I'd like to get into powerlifting. Well, are you just going to plug a CrossFit coach who powerlifts just because they squat and deadlift and don't bench where the fuck none of them do? Uh, like, are you going to just plug one of them into somebody to coach them? Cause it's kind of close. And then worry about them calling like specifics of a meet, like picking mm-hmm. can open all this shit that they don't really have the experience for. Or you got a guy who's got a day job, who's done some power, that's thing really likes it and would love to guide somebody through that process. And he don't got to bring him on full time. You don't got to feed him and his family. And you don't got to throw all of this overhead at him. You go, Hey, I got the person for you. By the way, you can, you can establish those relationships on a case by case basis too. It's, gr- it's a great way to find somebody, go, I got a person who does this, like you'd have people in your town, in your area, in your community who would be great for this, a co- former college athlete who is a sprinter, who maybe sure. you have somebody who wants to, a group. I always, my youth, my youth coaching that I do is always just a parent who works with me personally and realizes they trust me and understands the things that I know and the needs that their kids have. They want me to sort out and that's the match is already there. Well, that's easy that's the, those are the easiest sales ever and i think that's exactly what you can do you got a guy in your community or you have somebody there who can help with these things like hey let me talk to somebody and see if maybe we could put something together for you and that's the only way to do it you don't want people waiting in the wings taking money being paid for stuff that's not happening so you can get out and build these types of relationships have some of these introductory conversations say hey if i ever get anybody mm-hmm. in that's interested in this thing that you are really good at you know um to, guys there's no by the way there is no um no limit to this it's not so let's just say track field what about throwers how many throwers kids are you gonna throw that would love to come in and do a strength program with some throwing technique in the summer for track and field that would be amazing that parents would love that because you know why because it's almost doesn't fucking happen here <laughs> like my kid won't touch a discus until the f- third day of track practice again next year it just won't right. that's okay but if they want to get good at it There is plenty of really good collegiate throwers out there who you can give a generic strength program and then have them work some technique and stuff and really have these people equipped to level up their stuff. And you can do that in almost any sport, you know, with sport specificity, you can do it with specific goals, whether it is just fat loss or running or endurance or, um, or anything swimming, triathlon prep, half, you know, marathon prep, all this stuff. It's, um, I think there's a lot of opportunity in seeking that specificity with a human in mind not for the sake of the program or the dollar.
1: And I was, I was talking to a gym owner uh, earlier this week, and it was interesting when they talked about it was, there are so many good coaches that they know that used to be at gyms or at facilities around our area that once COVID happened, if those gyms closed or folded or did anything that just didn't gel, with that particular specialist coach, they fucked off and went somewhere else. Mm -hmm. They went and now they're, and so you have a number. So my my point of bringing it up is he knows of a very large percentage of really good specialist coaches that are working out of people's garages, that are working out of like areas that they had the maximum flexibility. This is the same in wherever you live too. Wherever you're listening, this is the case. So there are really good people that are out there that had to kind of get creative because it didn't all of a sudden their specialty didn't go away. They just lost the ability to coach and do it in a, in in a larger public fashion. So when I hear people say there, well, there's just, there aren't any coaches. I can't find personal trainers. I can't find these people. It's like, we do need to be able to make sure that we understand. We'll talk about this a little bit more, especially when, as you are, bringing people on board of how do you get somebody started but there needs to be some good old-fashioned networking and talking and communicating as a human to go find these people that exist in your world
0: as a gym owner if you're not doing all of the coaching your primary job is to find people (laughs) okay people who need help and match them with the people who can help them and provide a facility and guidance and all this stuff for them to do it. But that's really, that is your fucking job. So you're supposed to have coaches. You're supposed to line that up. That's the way this works. Now, the nature of this being the part time version before we get into like the contractor stuff is still this exists very much in a. It's a partnership. It's just a limited one. Yeah, you know, it really is just just we're gonna get a little partnership. If I find find people that are interested in this, let me kick them your way. Um, if you got any people you want to do some work, we got a great facility. Let's let's talk about working something out. And what a great way to start a relationship small that can grow. Uh, that's I really really like that way of starting um, if before <laughs> jumping full on in to the next uh, option here, which is which is full time. and that becomes it becomes costly. it becomes risky. there becomes a lot of other things. and if we're talking just personal training, how are you feeling somebody's personal training stuff? So by full time, I don't mean forty hours a week. If you're no. coaching forty floor hours a week. You better be making so much money, in my opinion, because there's just it's tough to do eight hours a day of one on one coaching or even group stuff. It gets to be too mentally exhausting. I think people that do that are not uh, providing the energy or effort or empathy that they probably should. So you should build some space into it for that. But they should be very profitable. One of the most important concepts that we ran into um, in the heating and air conditioning business. All of us were paid hourly, but our customers were billed based on the service, right? Right. We're not charged hourly. They were flat rate based on the service. And one of the things that we always ran into was technically my rate was like $270 some dollars an hour. Yeah. Why? People freak out. They're like, Well, listen, what's going to take you 30 minutes? Why is this 180 bucks? And it's like, well, because I don't get to just do this one thing that you've approved ahead of time like stacked on top of each other all day. If that was the case, it'd be a hundred bucks an hour or something, but it's just, it's not the way there's only, we're not lawyers. I can't bill an hour for every phone call. I can't bill an hour for every time an intern sends an email out. I can't, I can't do an hour every 10 minutes here. I can't bill 20 hours in an hour, like an attorney can by multitasking and doing, (laughs) doing micro tasks because an hours, the minimum, what is the minimum dose is an hour. Right. right? right, It's not the way this works in this business. So you do have an amount of a maximum kind of amount of reasonable billable hours. Okay. And because of that, unless you're going to give these people some sort of flat rate, that they're going to also have as like a base to do stuff in and around the gym, which there's many other things that that, that maybe you could, maybe you should do if you need front desk help or you need them around, maybe you need them help with sales or float them other responsibilities. All those things can be defined beforehand and expectations can be agreed upon and set during the relationship as well. But this is a, it's a relationship that is going to require there to be upside based on their working hours. Meaning for a guy that wants to come in and work, say coach five to six hours a day, there better be a good formula is about $100 give or take for every hour is optimal for you as a business owner to be charging for every every hour of labor. Now, you may not get that. You may not be able to charge that for personal training, but that should be the grand upside. Um, Because if you're not, it starts to get tough when they're in full time. You've got, you're on the hook for a lot more things than just sending somebody a 1099.
1: And I think it's important too is, That is the average dollars that we like to see per hour, but you're not charging people a hundred dollars an hour for personal, like for literal coaching hours. And so this is. Some do in the
0: grand scheme of
1: things. Out to that. Some of our people do, but. Some people are over. More than that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's how you could structure. So if you're somebody that's like, I'm nowhere, no way. Like, fuck you guys. Like no one in my area, no way I could charge more than $60 an hour. Like it would be impossible. And what we're telling you is that you're wrong, but it's all about how you build your offers and structure. And this is where you, if you've listened to any episodes of ours in the last year, it is, we talk about how you build your offers, offer stacks, how do you thread those offers together? Like that is how that structure works that allows you to be able to make that kind of money.
0: If they're able to convert their members into like, hey, let's get some nutrition coaching going or maybe let's, you know, let's talk, you want some supplements. In the grand scheme of things, the upside, right? It should be coming from each member should be around a hundred bucks an hour now you're not paying out so so in the but you're gonna pay out probably these arrangements john we don't have anything that we're really married to either in regards to how you're doing a split with a full-time personal trainer i we're not married to anything like that anyone who says they have the formula is lying because they're gonna you're gonna lose leverage as your client as your coaches get more power as yeah, they get more they relationship, get more, more racial relationships, they get better. Mm-hmm. They start to get a little too big for their britches and that's okay. But just know that this should just be, a, it should be a flexible situation. And when they want more from you, just know that if they think they're better and want more money from you, that maybe they should just make sure that then, okay, if you think you're that much better, let's charge the client more. That's always one of the ways that I like to keep mm-hmm. a coach in check. If say we're doing a 70, 30 years, whatever split or 60, 40 or depending, whatever situation you've settled on, and they go, man, I'm killing it. I'm doing a really good job. These people love it. I want a, I want to go from 70, 30 to 60, 40, right? right? Whatever it is or the other, whatever version is optimal to them. Um, that's fine. But like, I'd rather keep the split the same. And because you're more valuable, let's just raise your prices to work with you. And then you can sell. Go. Yeah. And if you can't sell and you can't communicate that value, then you don't fucking have, if you don't have it to them, then you don't have it to me. And that's usually how I that's how I like to do cuz in my truthfully this doesn't work if you're going to hire an electrician or a plumber, right? You can't be like oh, Tyler's really good. He costs more. <laughs> right? That doesn't really work for them. <clears throat> but in this case it absolutely is. Yeah. A good attorney costs more money. A better attorney costs more money. Okay. No matter what umbrella they're under, the better one is more. It just, it's, it is the way that it is. So.
1: And it's at some point we, you do get to be able to build that in. At some point we recommend, right. If you're the gym owner is that if you're offering personal training,
0: you should be the more,
1: yeah. just make more. You're now a hundred dollars more an hour, period. Hard stop. Yeah. Well, what's that going to, well, what it's going to do is it's going to free up your time.
0: And, and the few people that choose to take your time and pay for it, are worth doing exactly. <laughs> we got it we got we got to, we have a client who a gym owner we work with who he had a client we just we kept walking at bat walking up his personal training rate because we needed these people to drop off we say hey i'm, I'm really tied up i'm gonna bump my rate we like the first step was like doubling the rate so we doubled his rate and like not and ideally you do that and half the people drop off and you're neutral and you have now half the, you have twice as much free time right or half the working time The yeah. problem was even less than that dropped off And so we raised it again and again and again. We finally got it down to there was just like two people working with them, but they were paying like $750 a week yeah, yeah, per person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, these people just have a lot of disposable income and really want to work with you. So we're just, we're going to leave it at that. And then we're just going to not have this conversation with new people anymore. Mm -hmm. We're just, you're booked. You're making a, you're making a a poor man's living full on off of just a few clients. Uh, You're doing pretty damn well. So I think that that is a that's it's a piece that you do need to take into account. Is their their value will grow, and how are you going to? Are you going to absorb that? They're more valuable. Like unless it translates to dollars, it does not translate to value to your business. So no. I am always a proponent of price raises over percentage changes, unless fairness is a part of the discussion. And it's okay if you if you settled on something compensation packages. Um, What's the bonus incentives, things like this. Yeah. Those structures, they always change. Somebody figures out the best way to do it, the best way to arrange it, and it buries one of the two parties, and we all have to be willing to reconvene. There's a reason all sports unions have a, you know, they have a collective bargaining agreement that all of a sudden there's deal breakers every few years. We're like, no, this needs to change. Yeah. Because the the landscape evolves.
1: Always. Yeah, it's guaranteed. So as we take a look at the part-timers, if you go into the full-time, right, again, this is all based off of what you need, what you need as a gym and what the gym needs. So the immediately the benefits of having someone that's full-time is that if you need somebody to be there full-time, it means you need somebody that has the ability to give you coverage that are available essentially all the time. They're always available. They're there to help cover aspects of the business aspects of scheduling this really is when you want to bring somebody in that can do personal training but then they also can help cover group classes cover the floor you just need somebody to be able to be capable of doing all things
0: those become very hybridized compensation models absolutely it becomes you're going to get a base of this and it's going to be small the rest is going to be off coaching and maybe we'll provide you with as many opportunities we can get, we'll fill these. Maybe we'll even carry a percentage of that cost until we get you full, get your schedule full and that type of stuff. Uh, It's a, that is, this is the costliest onboarding. Absolutely. Stakes are the highest. Um, It's the toughest thing to walk back. It's, it's difficult, especially once they start getting their hands and eyes on your, on your clients.
1: Yeah. And, and, and it does, that's one of the, and if we take a look at is what are the negatives that come from that is that full timers, they are expensive. Mm Right. And it does put you at risk and because you got as you bring in anybody that's going to start providing high value and they're expensive to you is that it is always where you're now at risk of. And this is always when things get really squirrely where gym owners are like, well, I, you know, I don't want to lose this person because they're going to take my members. They're going to take my members and they're going to leave. And that's right. where.
0: That's like, how did you open your gym? That's always I was every, listen, every, every, every electrical company, every construction business started from a guy who worked at another place and got too big for his britches and decided he wanted to do his own thing and went and took some customers in the process, took some of the relationship. I want to say, I'll even say, let's, let's go under assumption that not all these people are crooks, which right. is a rare, which is a rare assumption for me usually. Okay. <laughs> But what, what they're doing is they're just, those relationships are moving with them it's just the way that this is. They're not, I'm not stealing them. It's like, these are my people that do have my trust. The amount of people, when I was going in people's homes regularly doing maintenance on their equipment and doing repairs and changing equipment and going there after hours. And I would see some of these people in some of these businesses, businesses specifically, you'd see some of these people every month sometimes. And you're, you're the one talking to them. You're the one explaining them that you can fix it. You're the one looking them in the eyes and not, it's gonna be all right. We'll get you heat today. So when I open, if I, if I were to leave that and open a business, it's very easy for me to to just say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm the the person. So if you, and a certain percentage of them are going to just migrate with that relationship and it's, but that's the way that it is. Every functional fitness gym, for Christ's sake, started from a coach who was coaching at another place who had the loyalty and trust of a handful of members. And those were the things, geez, when we started our place, we were training out of a, a YMCA running crossfit facility that was just a fucking sham it was just a yeah, i mean it got to the point where they're like well we're not going to start the ymca is going to not buy chalk anymore we're not going to provide chalk. it's like you're a fucking crossfit gym have people do kipping pull-ups and you're like yeah we're no longer providing chalk We're like well your whole thing it sucks so we were like all right we're out we're out it was just the, kind of the last straw and so me and the other guy we said we're gonna let's start our own spot and every one of these businesses not everyone, but when a business starts like that, you go in your head, you start to a soft gym math because you're new and you go, well, I know for sure. I know yep. for sure that boom, 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 these, this, 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 and this, I know that I have X amount who will be on day one. By the way, those are, the, those are nearly the only guarantees that you can have, right? Is that I have a certain amount of these relationships who I know will be here with me on day one. Everything else is an unseen and everything else is just is the way that it is. But Don't get alarmed. You bring in a personal trainer and you bring in a coach, you bring them on full time and they're going to build relationships with your staff. And by God, if they're professionals and you can't just keep them, keep it a good enough gig for them. And it doesn't matter how much you throw at them. Some people just grow out of working for someone else. And when that happens, it's going to fucking happen. If that has never happened in your gym, you have not been in business long enough and you have not provided enough people with career opportunities because it should happen.
1: It should be the natural flow as and someone grow,
0: and if you're growing the fitness community in your the fitness space in your community in your town in your city, uh, that's that's literally how this works. Is a person has a passion and a fire and builds a relationship, opens up his spot. And now that spot grows and your spot takes a hit and grows so that you go from a place that has one gym to a place that has ten to a place that has fifty. And that's that's fucking how this works. So, I I, I, we've done a lot of say online business, John. You and I, um, in the digital space, in the fitness education space, where we're worried about any version of that thing, right? Okay, we're gonna make a training program. We're just what if someone just shares the login? I mean, all you'd have to do is just buy the login and share it with all your friends. Or what are we just gonna send out a PDF? What they can just send it to everybody, and it's like, yeah. But At some point, by the time we do, we worry about this. Like, ugh, right? Fuck it. I don't know. It's it's never worth all of the stress that people go into. Like, um, because it's not a worst case scenario. It's like a it's like a little hiccup, and it's like, well, I'm not gonna fucking burn this whole thing down to prevent a hiccup.
1: It's silly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what we see from the full time approach too, when you bring in those people, we see this most common with like our 24 seven facilities, our franchise facilities, where if you have and this is important when we're talking about personal trainings, if you have the full time, um, it's structured, you have a base number of hours that people are going to be on the floor, but then you have a proper setup for them to be personal trainers because the the offer and the benefits and all those things all, all the the perks that come along with being a full-time person that's so firm that if you have people that do outgrow or do move cuz you're going to have a natural attrition for anyone that you hire is you cannot become married to any one individual person that's in your gym that's your coach for your sure. your gm your best coach whatever they are going to move either they're going to outgrow your spot or they're literally not going to be there anymore and yeah. so this is why you want to have all of that structure in place because it makes people highly, at the end of the day, highly replaceable because now your system allows you to then bring people in and allow them to be able to eat because that is the most expensive part about having people come in as you've called it is that you have to feed them and their family.
0: Yeah. And that includes paid time off. I mean, that's. It's, a, it's one of, like, the hardest things. It's it's a thing that I loved the most about the European culture was that, like, man, you get, like, motherfuckers be taking four weeks off once or twice a year, three weeks here, three weeks there. like And, like, paid time off is a thing that is... Uh, so I'm not trying to get all political. If it's socialized, it kind of rules, man. Like if it's not an <laughs> issue for the business, I think it's great. As yeah. a person who started businesses, I can't fucking imagine having to have all my staff be able to take like, I used to bitch at my boss. Cause I'd get like, after years, I get like seven days paid off. Now I could take time off and not be paid, but like, that's kind of shitty. Right. I, I, I think, but to imagine to have to just carry, like I'm taking next month off. And it's like, well, then if you can take a month off, you're not, if this business can operate for a month without you, you don't have very much value. Or I have so much redundancy built in that I'm just, this is why this uh, a symptom of scale that when a business gets really big enough, it can absorb that type of stuff because uh, there's a lot of people that aren't doing shit most of the time (laughs) that are just, everyone's doing half work so that when half of them have, are gone for fucking a month, then these other people have something to do. You know, it's easy to shift over and get all these tasks done. So that's um, PTO, and stuff like that, it's tough, but I also think it's a great if you're if you can provide somebody with the opportunity to live the way they want to live. And that's always for me with my business, with what you and I do here with anything that I do. I don't want to do a thing that I have to be here five days a week sure. for 10 hours a day or for, for eight, 10 hours a day. I have to be at a place very specifically. I don't like that at all. And then you're like, well, you, well I can't go here for a month I can't go here for a few weeks I well we can talk and then what I'm just gonna not get paid Was there gonna be a spot for me when I get back like all that stuff gets to be like it's just it's 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 tricky because you're just retaining a person when they're not doing anything and I think that uh but it's the nature of it so you're gonna provide it what it is it's just one more one more thing that thrown into that barrel of shit that it costs to keep somebody on full-time and it's not easy and I don't know, John, I would say this is the thing that we recommend the least.
1: It definitely. I it model has if are being
0: objective about this, like it's like, absolutely, it's like the, this is the bottom of the list of things that I would recommend that you start with, unless you already have the person and if you really have not looked at this with rose colored glasses. Like we talked about last time, if you've really vetted it, you got, it's the person and you've got the money. And there are plenty of businesses that start with deep enough pockets where it's like, no, 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 staffing, it's, it's important. We're going to get it done. We're going to put together a good package. We can absorb that. We can do this. It's going to be fine. We're playing the long game. We're going to, the whole business is going to lose money anyways for the first two years. Well, that's a way that many people do business. It is not the way that I do business because I've never started a business with a massive amount of money up front. Now, right? So it's just, it's never, that's never an option for me to be like, well, fucking let's bring in some aces. Let's throw some money. Throwing money at a problem has never been a luxury that I had in some of the businesses that I've started. So yeah. it's, it's a, that's a, that is a late stage solution, which I think this is kind of a late stage appointment. In my opinion, you should be starting as the, the full-time guy. You're, you're the full-time you get yourself these perks, okay, uh, and then you start filling in those gaps with part time, and then hopefully, in that part time process, you found somebody who can be, who can grow into that position. And if not, there's one more option for you that still gives you the ability to move into full time, or and, and is much low risk, and that is the contractor, the hired gun. gun. Hire. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So the immediately, the the benefit for the gun for hire is that your your overhead is almost non-existent. Yeah. From the business standpoint, you ten ninety nine. I mean, we're assuming like you're in the United States. It's whatever the fuck your taxes are elsewhere. Whatever, figure it out. But it's like in the U S. You ten ninety nine them. You take care of them. Like it's now the 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 push and pull for all this. We'll talk about it in real time that it's the push and pull is that you have less control with these humans. This is because, higher risk. Yeah, it is just is. You higher really yeah. yeah the the vetting the the pre hiring process that we talked about last week really needs to be solid for these individuals that are coming in. You got to know who they are, know what their background is, because at first your risk can be minimal because you don't, you can just lay it on the line where it's like, I'm not feeding you motherfucker. I will give you a place to train your people. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where you came in. And, And you've really been experiencing this in real time in the evolution of that relationship that you've come in and were a gun for hire really at the end of the day you just had a spot to be able to train your people yeah. then you became a gun for hire so it's kind of this this evolution of this process as yeah. a contractor
0: yeah and this relationship can go nearly the exact same way as a full-time hire frankly cuz they can bring their own leads still that'd be great by the way if i have a full-time let's let's zoom back real quick if i have a full-time person who's maybe doing in-house stuff for say 10, 15, 12 hours a week, 15 hours a week, and then is coaching, training, personal training or whatever I'm in my facility, the rest of their, the rest of their obligations. I still want that person to outwardly, ideally be a coach, be a personal trainer outwardly, be it on social media, be oh, a definitely. what I call an attractive personality right? Be someone out there. People should know that you are a professional. We're going to use this person and their face and their skill set in our marketing. I would like them to be sharing it, spread that amongst their people because they should, I hope, have been making positive relationships over the course of their life. So if you're going to have a personal trainer to come into your facility, whether they're on your staff or whether they are a contractor, I think it's super important to do just that say hey i need you to be the guy i need i need you to to attract people you get clients to come in maybe if someone comes in and it's a lead direct to them or came through their own platform give them an extra kickback on those sales frankly there should be sales incentives anyways and and i would i would give them a per lead spiff or or something but i would want to make sure that one it is it is expected that they put some sort of effort into marketing themselves because they're the one that gets a lot of that upside they're taking much higher percentage of the dollars per hour for personal training than the businesses i hope and so i think that's really important if they are doing that then man they have a ton of value if they're if they're within your business now for a private contractor that is the way that it is that is the way that it is in the beginning and i think it should be the way that it is in the beginning if i'm the gym and a contractor comes in from outside and says i want to i want to coach in your facility great you sell some of your people before I just start parking my clients who are already made a decision and approved me and our business and our stuff in front of you. I'd like to have you coaching people in my facility before you coach my people in my facility. And then, of course, their people end up being members of your facility anyway. So that's a net gain for you. They can get They can get sales if, if they bring somebody in. I In my opinion, they should get the uh, what's the word? uh, commission for closing that new member. If you say, if you're an arrangement, it's 24 hour facility. Um, so if I bring in five people that I'm going to coach, that's five people that I have brought in that I have essentially sold. They're done by the time they paid me, they're, they're done. They're not going anywhere else. They are now a member of that gym. So that's a commission that kicks back my way as well. And so that's, that's, that's the, and that's where it should start. And from there, and then you see them. You see them. You see that they're nice. You've seen them in your facility. You've seen that they're respectful. You see that they don't, they're not trying to fuck your clients or whatever. You know, this happens a lot, guys. <laughs> bar, Yeah, if you ain't seen that happen, you ain't been around long enough. And, and so when that, when they've this is their trial period. The nice thing about a contract, you can pull the plug on them tomorrow if you need to. Right now, if you need to, but they, you learn that you can trust them. You learn that you like them around. Then you can start to refer your people to them as well. Which means you can start to put leads on their plate. You can start to put money right in their pocket. Pert um, and now what you have is two different pathways from two separate brands, all leading to a service that is yours. Your service is this personal training going on in your facility. And that's that's a beautiful thing. And I think that that's, that's the real benefit most businesses miss out on by not having their coaches market themselves is that they're only marketing. Here's our business. Here's our gym. Here's this. So the only pathway is through your own brand. And when a coach is able to market themselves, it creates an entire new pathway of these people, their past and their life and their relationships. And God, does it move really, really, really.
1: And it does. And we're going to, and we're going to dive into that. So once you, as a gym owner, once you've decided who you want and what you want, once you know, kind of where you want to go, now it all comes down to when it comes to hiring those individuals, like it is with all things, it's expectations, 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 setting the expectations with them, understanding what they're expecting from you. They understand what you expect from them. And then you're able to move forward. And this is where making sure those fr- uh, expectations are established up front is is really where we started to perfect the process as we work with our franchise gear people. Is that we handle making sure the expectations are clear in the job posting. It's clear when we're doing the screening and the scheduling, and we want to be able to make sure that we can get all these types of folks to get to that interview to be able to bring them in. This is a process that we've been able to perfect so that. It's whether they're they're part-time, part-timers, full-timers, or contractors that you want to be able to attract, that we want to be able to have, you have to have all the right agreements in place. You want to have all those terms, conditions, all those nuances that you were talking about, Tyler, that all comes in the terms and the conditions and the contract. And we all know what we're trying to get from each other. And we, you, you cut down the bullshit. There's so much bullshit that's tied when you're trying to recruit people and find people. I can't tell you how many gym owners we've talked to where it's like, well, you know, I, I paid, I paid for the service to be able to get people in, but I didn't have anybody even on staff that could even like screen or look at who these people were to even know if they were someone that was worth like trying to get them into the interview or not. And so there's so many hangups that you're going to run into. So we can you qualify you streamline it. And then, and then we're off to the races, but that's, that's not what this is going to be about. And I do want to get into the, this portion where it's, you've now hired one of these people. How do you kick it off? How do you kick off? I have a new bright and shiny personal trainer. And based off of what I have told them during the hiring process, the clock is ticking. Someone comes in to be a personal trainer at your facility, or you start having these personal trainer conversations with your people that maybe you've moved into this role. They're expecting clients. Mm -hmm. you have to be able to deliver i think
0: this is important let's let's jump right in on this one john so marketing them there is the thing that let's start you you have a great note on here is what not to do right uh do not yeah do not lead with your credentials don't talk about their fitness methodology methodology and do not be uninteresting okay instead i should show i wish i could pull this up I never showed you the before and afters of what the place where my wife and I have clients at. There's just a meet your personal trainer thing, right? Little flyers that are up around the place in front of the water fountains, whatever.
1: I've seen them, yeah.
0: The ones you've seen the ones we have.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you didn't see the old ones that oh, they had for the other coaches. Probably it's crazy. Yeah. Font as small as possible. A little bit of effort goes a long way, guys. Canva, use a nice template, put it together. No, you don't need to say much. A good photo of you smiling with kind eyes, please. That's it. Headshot, very little else, okay? Um, then all you need to do is say, here's your personal, meet, meet your personal trainer. Not our new, your personal trainer. I think that's great language, right? Then you're going to list just what any of their fitness experience is, whatever their passion is, what what it is. So so a perfect example, right? My wife and I have really zero credentials in regards to like official. She has no like education in that regards at all. So nice. what do we put for hers? Her athletic credentials, which stands up solid enough, right? It's three-time South Dakota's strongest woman, two-time Minnesota's strongest woman. Uh, I don't even remember what is uh, Missouri's strongest woman, nationals competitor and uh, whatever her other so a pole fitness instructor and whatever. All, just, it's just a list, right? But, but that's it, that's fourth thing. That means so much more though, and, and by the way, if it's division one wrestler or division two, or collegiate athlete, strength right. sports enthusiast, uh, in my case, what it was was former strongman competitor, gym owner, uh, been in the fitness industry for seven years for the last four years educating uh, coaches and gym owners.
1: Tyler, there are no letters or acronyms that you have listed in any of that.
0: And by the way, putting my CrossFit level one, my expired CrossFit level one doesn't mean anything either. Yeah. But now- those are the things that I've done, and those are probably enough to matter to them. By the way, they don't even look at it. They don't even care. If they see you, they see need to see your face, and then they need to see that person in the gym. That's what really matters. So they see the face. They see that I'm jacked. Problem solved. There's no red flags there. Then put specialties. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that really means what do you like to coach people towards? Correct. And in my case, and Megan's, whatever combinations of these, like mine's, well, mine was uh, muscle building, fat loss, uh, nutrition coaching, and physical transformation, and strength training. Oh, and also uh, off season sports. That's it. And Megan, Megan's is, is, is weight loss, general fitness, strength training, blah, blah, blah. And then, but that's, that's it. By the way, those are the only two bullet things. And then there's a one sentence thing pick it. Whatever it is, pick one sentence hook and it doesn't need to be clever. Mine says, shoot me a text message and we'll get you started right today. We'll get you started right away today. That's it. Quote of me saying the thing. And Megan's is, I'd love to help you get fit and get comfortable in the gym. Message me to get started. Quote, that's it. You do not have to say very much. Stop validating your expertise. It sucks. I mean, it man does it suck and 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 this now reads all of a sudden good where someone goes oh this is nice it's like oh okay they've been like they do stuff oh i'm looking for weight loss or fat loss that's all they need they don't need to go this if if they're reading a flyer and going holy shit this guy's a goddamn wizard like this is my guy my <laughs> look guy. At all these
1: letters there's Ooh, every lady. letter in the alphabet that's capitalized think about this
0: what would be too much like, like, let's be real. Like, if I put that I have been a personal trainer for 35 years, that I have that I have a mass, two master's degree and a doctorate in exercise science. And that I have all of the credentials. What do you think that does to a person who's reading this? Who's like, I don't want to lose 20 pounds. Fucking nothing, dude. Nothing.
1: Literally, it could be negative.
0: Could be, because it's a dork. She's like, oh, well, Well, You're...
1: certainly, yes. <laughs> that's like, fine, gonna But, but also, <laughs> also, you spend all your time in college? How long are you? T- Jesus Christ. <laughs> <gross. laughs> You're years? a Get Ten out of here. Years? What are you doing? What have you failed <laughs> in life? No, for me, it would be like if I'm somebody that's new, if I'm thinking about like a new gym goer, and I see somebody that has that many, it's like, well, that person's just too, I'm not, I'm not ready. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fit enough. I'm not advanced enough to work with someone like that.
0: It's also just off-putting because then it's like, well, is this whole thing about how smart you are then? It, it sucks. And by the way, the least qual here's the deal. True. Truly the least qualified people I've seen to be coaching people as far as like it truly in their knowledge of movement and nutrition and getting people stronger and safety, like the way that they prioritize their training for people to make sure that they're not taking silly risks and that they're just, what's the word? The least optimized for progress and results, right? The people that are delivering that type of training, those are the ones I see with the most who goes certifications first because it's all education, no context. And I don't like it, it sucks. So I beat up on that subject a lot. But so yeah. what I just said there, right? Make it memorable, make it unique and make it lead with the results. So my thing, every piece, it, it, by the way, if your specialty is not fat, let's say I'm a I'm a 400 pound strongman competitor, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say fat loss, Oh, one of the great words that Megan used on hers was uh, body transformations, weight loss and transformations was the word that we used weight loss and transfer. That's great. That's a great, that's, that's a great term, I think. Um, but if I was a big, huge, slightly pudgy, overweight, strongman competitor trying to coach people, I would just go, I would go like strength training, getting you strong power for sports performance. That, that would be the pocket that I would settle in. You know, at least on that thing. And if I'm getting leads and I can still help people on weight loss, let's, let's do it. But let's be honest. If you got weight to lose, uh, maybe don't, maybe don't put it on your, your, yeah, yeah,
1: but like you play into it where it's like, if you're, if you're, uh, if you are, 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 um, squishier than you should be, it just means you're less threatening it's true too. So it's like, yeah. I help, I help people feel more comfortable in the gym and help them get started towards their goals. Like it's, yeah. Oh, well then you're the guy. Cause then I'll work with you. And then when I'm like, I now want somebody that looks like a Greek God, cause that's what I want to look like. Then I'm going to go find that guy. But yeah. I do, there is a, and that's, and that is where it gets into like, everybody sniffing their own farts too much in this world where it's like there, you need to have the personal trainers that are non-threatening and non-scary for people that just, they just need the help. They just need to be able to get started so that grandma feels like she can get some, some one-on-one work and isn't going to get hurt. Cause the fact is, again, we talk about for better or for worse in the last episode too, of the unfairness of if you're a fat fuck, people are not going to believe that you know what the fuck you're doing. Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that, you and I, if we have a, a frail 70-year-old woman that wants personal training and we show up to personal trainer, she's going to be like, oh, oh, no.
0: Yeah. I, I, actually, I actually coached an older woman because it's it's it was a, it's a funny situation. It was her. I coached this guy from this gym and then his wife. And then uh, so I coached them both. And then she brought her mom to a session one time. And she was like, "Like like a broomstick then, you know. Yeah. And it was, but it it, it did work because her mom was, was fit her whole life. And so she, she kind of did get the understandings. like, as we did the training, as long as I, m- I didn't make it extreme, but you you do it. You have to diffuse that. But I had to go like the exactly. emphasis of working with someone like me is that like, we need to get structure. We need to fight the battle against frailty with you. Um, and that I need to show that I can do this without it actually being extreme or scary. And so, but what that is, is that you do, you have to diffuse your you have to diffuse that first impression, second impression very often. You got to be good. You got to back it up. And if you can't, then you're fucked because you get some lady like that hurt. And you're now you're the big guy that hurts some ladies or some frill old lady. And you're out of luck, dude. Mm-hmm. But let's move on. So.
1: So overall, <coughs> as a gym, I think it's an important to have it marketed them. Yeah, it's, a, it's that he's, systemized ethos of how you're going to go about making sure that you can market them.
0: Flyers. I think emails out to your email is a an announcement is perfect. Just a general announcement saying, Hey, we got a new personal trainer on literally mm-hmm. use, you can use the flyer in the first one or the flyer in the second one. You put together a little sequence yeah, um, and then put some, you know, another one, like, Hey, we've still got some openings for this person. Right. If you're interested in, these are his specialties first, shoot us a message or let's get started. Like you can put together three, four or five email sequence over the course of a month, five weeks or so to kind of, Pump this up. He should. They should do. He or she should do the same thing on their on their social media. Outwardly, they should also be walking through your facility and meeting people and being friendly. They should be working out in your facility, and this is a big one. When they yeah. work out in your facility, they cannot work out like a freak. <laughs> they can't be assholes. They can't be loud. They can't be weird.
1: They can't turn up the, the music, music and be a weird
0: dick. No, you can't. You can't be singing along to your own songs in a commercial gym. You can't. You just can't. You got to be, you can look Jack, you do cool stuff, you do impressive stuff, but you can't put out a vibe that's, it's not, this is the biggest thing. If you're train, don't train in your own, you need to train in your own facility to be welcoming and look like you work out and do, do things there. Look like you do things with good technique. That's great. If you want to have an extreme slamming bars and knocking PR's day, go to a little more hardcore gym off site for that, for that day. You just, off, you need to, off hours but you and- cannot not train in the facility that you coach at at all. That's a bad look. Yeah. Um, it's going to really limit your upside and your ability to generate leads. Um, but you also cannot be, if you're a weirdo when you train, some people are, it's whatever, but like, don't, you can't be smearing that shit all over somebody else's
1: walls. Now, now, when it, when trainers come in and they truly have no clients, especially if they're a part-timer, they're your responsibility as the gym owner. They're not a gun for hire. They are your baby. you got to take care of them. And please understand, you can assume nothing. Assume that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So start and start simple with them. And it just needs to be, and we've talked about this before, at least I think we have, which is the idea of start off with the only measurable that you want for these new people to help them start to generate actual leads is how many conversations did they have today with existing members? Period. Yeah. Zero. That's the only thing you measure with them.
0: Yeah. You get, it be casual. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what are you working on today? Right. Awesome awesome. What's new like that? It can, it can just be that kids vacations, injury stuff. It's when I talk to clients that that aren't even my clients at this gym, things come up. I have two people in my sites because of the way that I've talked to them about things that they've had. Both have had recent surgeries, both of them pretty major. Um, both of them like lifelong kind of life altering surgeries, big, complicated lifelong pain stuff, a back, a shoulder, a knee and a hip. Right. And that's like, that's a big deal. But because I've seen them and talked to them, they've told me about it. I then talk to them empathetically about it. I mm-hmm. also talk about, well, what are you doing about this? Oh, cool. Well, that's, yeah, that does work great. That's this. Yeah, these are things. Yeah. And, and, and you talk to them. If you can connect to them about it, I don't have to tell them I'm a wizard, but like, you know, that I've worked with that type of injury before, or how you would rehab that stuff, or at least, by the way, just empathy. I know what you're, I, I understand that that sucks, man. Like, that goes, and if they were, if I were to propose them for me to work with them, mm-hmm. if they had the means, it would be a done deal immediately. I guarantee it. And it's only because I've had those conversations. I could go turn those two clients in those two members of the other gym into my clients today. I don't have the openings, but I, here's what I will do. I have already laid this groundwork. The day I have openings, I will check back in with you guys and go, I fucking told you so. Yes. And I have never once proposed my services to them at all. I've just talked to them. So I'll check back in here, maybe in a month or two, if I have some clients that drop off or move off or whatever, and I'll come back and I'll say, remember my surgery people? They all said yes for the first time. It is very easy because they're warmed up. They want to spend time with you. They want to work with you. They want to talk with you. And they have a need and they need someone with a little bit of fucking expertise. So for me,
1: I have a background in football. Once people learn that I'm now the football guy, I don't watch football. I know. <laughs> I don't have fucking time. I don't spend time watching. It. It's God, a long yeah. goddamn game. <laughs> More than one
0: handful <laughs> yeah, of SEC and national championship rings. Yeah, he doesn't watch football. And everyone's like, "You're you're gonna coach the football?"
1: Like, I guess I don't know. But that's it. So, but I find myself. I will coach like I'll coach like I, co- like I, I coach yeah. it. I'm involved. I'm involved in youth sports. And so once people learn what my background is, I have to be able to talk football. Yeah. So I because I want to be able to do these conversations right and be able to do this. I have to. Yeah. I just every morning I quickly look at what happened. It was Thursday last night. I know football happens on Thursdays. I look it up. Okay, Patriots lost now. Oh, yep, Fucking got sacked. All right. Great. I can talk about two things that allow me to be who people expect me to be. Yep. And it allows you just to be able to continue that networking and be a human because the problem is you can become a fucking curmudgeon if every time someone's excited to come talk to you about a thing, where it's like, hey, you're big sports. and bearded. Oh, I don't do that. Those fucking yeah. for losers. Like, I'm too busy it's, making money. It's like, okay. It is,
0: it is the worst thing for me, also. It's a small town I grew up here, right? So I'll get asked a lot, a lot of times for people who are like, oh, you used to be a pretty good basketball player. Oh, you're a pretty good football player, right? Look at you, right? And then they'll start talking about sports with me. And John, I mean, when I say I don't watch sports, I don't watch fucking any sports. I I don't watch any of it. So there's it is a lot of, of like pretending. I mean, the amount of times I've given predictions on what I think is gonna happen in the NBA finals this year in the la- in the in the last, the last two time. weeks, I've had multiple conversations about it and man, am yeah. I totally making everything up? Because I don't know, yeah. I don't know anything about it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just Abraham. stonewall. LeBron agent.
1: doesn't have it this year. I just—I don't think he's got it. You like, made it the mistake
0: year. of being like, oh you know, I just don't think I'd be
1: betting against LeBron." You know, I just don't think <laughs> over the
0: course of a career that I'd be—that that's good money. But anyway, no, I think that that is that is really important. Be a human and network, network. John. I I gotta go soon, so let's run through this next. I think this next three pieces are it's very important, important. and yeah, so like- we still have ten minutes yet. So,
1: oh, okay, um, All right. So, so the first, the first piece is, so once, once you teach them how to be a human and how to make that measurable and you are following up with them, the next thing we need to do is you need to create their first offer. And we want to be able to generate, um, interest. And even if it's kind of like, you're going to fake hype something up that they may have always been there. It may have always been an option, but now we want to be able to manufacture some hype. And so this is super easy, especially if they're low on clients or they have a wide open, um, slot of time is just create an intro offer. And yeah. this is the only time you really will hear us say, "Hey, throw out some, di- throw out a discount, throw out that that first session could be half price."
0: These are great, by the way. You got three of these here. First session's half price. I think, man, that's groovy. Especially if someone's already in your pocket, already, already in your business. Doing business. what a great intro offer. First session half price with our new guy. Get a feel for it. I, I also kind of I like that as a standalone, as a one off, because it just gives a new person who's not doing anything and doesn't have long term commitments something to do. It's, it's, that's great. And you can do this again with contractors part time, mm-hmm. full time,
1: whatever. Right? Yeah. Cause you're trying to scale them up and be able to get people in because until you are full, you don't get to try and, in my opinion, you don't haggle on, like you don't haggle too much on price. You allow yourself to get discounted because it isn't until you get a wait list that now our prices go up. And it's the same rules that apply for the gyms. The next one is buy one session, get one free, right? But BOGOs, there's a reason why <clears throat> it gets used everywhere when you want to try and scale people in and start building up a quick um, clientele and quick Rolodex of people, that's definitely the way to go.
0: The next is 20% off the first of any package, the first month of any package. And I think that really rules because in that situation, it's packages, meaning they get to sit down and talk. That's a great way. You could extend by the way you could do, you could, you could have a half price for your first session or 20% off your first month. You can you can double. I'm okay with coming out double barrel with that, and saying take your pick, because if someone says, "Oh, I'm interested in that twenty percent off the first month," well, the nice thing about that is is that gets that new coach, that new personal trainer, the opportunity to present someone with an offer stack, because a month package does imply you're making a choice, you're going to choose. It's not just personal training; that you can also get twenty of your nutrition coaching, and by baking in, it's because this is a percentage off, but baking in yeah. scalable easy low labor upside like nutrition coaching accountability uh, doing metrics measurables whatever that is um performance whatever whatever you want to bake into that is as your kind of top most premium offer that now makes that very profitable and they get really good sales experience they get confidence in presenting that offer stack which is the key into their long term profitability within your business and their understanding of how this fucking process works as a professional if they're still commoditizing their service session for session across the board, and they're not comfortable like, hey, no, no, no. Like we're doing a service. We have to do a bigger service. If you want weight loss, you need to do stuff with nutrition. I have a package that includes nutrition coaching. I don't want, you know, I don't want it. I'm just tired of it. I don't, I don't want it. Okay. So you know you've opted out of that. Sure. Then we can go down to the commoditized version, but there is an opportunity for upsell I did everyone. Personally, I don't coach anyone for weight loss unless they're doing nutrition coaching you may not have that luxury because some people just need to get started. And sometimes this coach just needs work.
1: And and, and we have omitted a really important thing. All all of the people that we work with, all of our, our gear Academy member, members, all of our gear franchise people, all of their coaches sell. Yep. Period. And if they're not, they're in the process of getting them scaled up to do so because this is how This is how the sausage is made. This is how you can guarantee that your people eat and they eat well, and therefore you eat well. So if you're the only person that can do the sales, you are fucking up and you're in the way. So that's why it's, you want them to get those reps because my God, that 20% off the first month of any package, it's you, do you think if someone signs up for personal training, signs up for a multi-month package, signs up for nutrition and accountability and all the shit, by the time you get to the end of that, how good are their results going to be? And how world. much oh and we just great. stacked yeah. the deck in our direction to be able to absolutely guarantee a renewal. And now that personal trainer is not just has a one-time, but now they're getting renewals and now they're kicking ass at that. So it's a whole it's a it's a game that's super repetitive.
0: Yeah. So, that intro offer, market it then. Do that e- via email as well. This is again, this is after saying, hey, so and so's here, get started. Message if you want to say, Hey, then you can follow We have an introductory offer, flyers, emails. If you have group classes, announce it. Have the coach stand into group classes. He's not coaching. Mm-hmm. I would say, hey, this is so and so. He's the new coach here. Just so you- he's got an introductory offer. Hey, guys, oh, nice to meet you. Hopefully, to work with you. see the flyers up there. Just take a look. Nothing to push you, but if you want to chat, my number's on there. You can shoot me an email. So I'd have a good session. See y'all. Boom, that's it. Oh, he's friendly. He talks. He's nice. He told us where the thing is. Wonderful. Move on. No pressure. You don't have to turn these guys into slick salespeople. Mm -hmm. But marketing that is great. Another thing that can be done still is all of this can also be mirrored on social media as well. Announcements just like this. The flyers or can be dual purpose. Canva. You can just reskin it, resize it, reformat it into a square. Done. Problem solved. Okay. Um, It is worth it for the gym show them in action on your social media show that coach coaching. show their smiling face spotlight them and whatever your stuff is um you've got if they're full there's nothing better we talked about in the past and when a coach is full saying hey so and so has no availability he's very popular people love him okay if you want coach so-and-so you're going to need to get on the wait list here and we've said this in the past but wait lists what's the word the call to action being, we're full. You need to get on the waitlist. We'll convert more people to the waitlist, telling you they're interested in doing business with you, than saying, "Hey, I have openings. Come do business with me." For sure, you will generate more leads towards a waitlist than you will towards your service. It's true because it is a. It's like, oh, I can just throw this out there. I'm not gonna get a hard sold. They'll get back to me when it's easy. I don't gotta think about it. I don't gotta I don't actually gotta commit now. It's a soft way for people to say they're maybe they're maybe not ready to take the full step. But when you're hungry or there's openings in your schedule, you want to massage people that are leads that are close to taking action. That's one great way to filter towards somebody that's close to taking action.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And, And ultimately, the rest of these ideas, they can be where it's just it's you want people to get to know this person. As a human, it helps them kind of get out of their shell and be able to meet these. In- so whether you are you are comfortable doing the Q&As that are live out of your, your gym's accounts, doing meet and greets, being able to have some type of a function or event, again, you're just creating excuses to get people around. And when you do it in an event style or an activity style, that's not, Hey, I know you're really busy. You're trying to get a training session in, but I really want you to meet this person. Cause she wants to sell you some stuff. Like it's remove all of that yeah. and then make it very approachable. This is all from the gym's perspective. There yeah. has to be the expectation that these gym are, especially if they're yours, if they're your coaches. responsibility, they're your coaches, they're your personal trainers that are on your staff, part-time, full-time, whatever, they have to be doing this as well from a yeah. social media perspective. It's 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 a must.
0: If you're not a professional, if you're if you can't be a professional professionally out loud, you're not a fucking professional. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to be a coach and going to be a personal trainer and they want to hide and say, well, I don't really do Instagram, well then don't do it the way everyone else does it. Just do it for your thing. Say, hi, I am personal trainer Steve, and here's my services. And just do that. Then to, treat it pra- practically, pragmatically like that. It's not that hard. But trying to be like, if they don't do it, it's a huge red flag. It's because they're not really it, usually. A coach that's not willing to outwardly be a coach and ask for their, like, say, hey, I am this. I do this. Come do business with me. Let me help you. They can't say that on any platform. Mm-hmm. Fuck. They better already be full better stay full about you know we do have the luxury like with in megan's case she's got she's full all the fucking time anytime there's an opening we make one post and it's full so we don't have to constantly be massaging people towards a wait list. or social media then doesn't have to all be business which is nice mm-hmm. it's nice mm-hmm. um but if it wasn't you know in the beginning right when there was still plenty of openings it was like okay we gotta we gotta beat it up a little bit pop it. um but then uh, then once you free yeah you, you got the space you don't got to push that hard once your, once your schedule is full
1: yeah and it is. So that's where it's how much you hit promos, whatever it's all you're able to take care of it. And at the bare minimum, have your people reshare whatever you're throwing. That's, out a, big, around the
0: that's a big one. Just reshare to the story, whatever with a little word saying, Hey, I'm, I'm coaching here by the way, shoot me a message. So yeah. guys, I got a jet. So we'll see you guys. I want you to go to the gymownersrevolution.com. link in our description for the Facebook group as well. Get in there. This is where we have all the finest discussions. John's weekly, daily, sort of most frequently infrequent. Infrequently frequent, yes. Usings dropping in there. Follow the show at the Jim Waters Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F and Stone. That's Tyler E F F I and Stone. You can find John
1: at J Banks F L.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see.